there's a guy that I've been following for a while. His name's Dr. John Campbell. He has a YouTube channel, and he was basically he's a nurse, but but like um, he he's been in the game for a long time, but he's really deep into it. If you know what I mean, he's a he's a his 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 um. CV basically is is quite impressive in for for just a nurse type thing. He was like a senior nurse type thing, and he did a lot of research, mm -hmm. and he did a lot of talks Pre prior to the whole COVID thing. He was producing videos on YouTube about about all sorts of illnesses and and you know um, heart issues and all that kind of stuff. And he because he's really interested in it. Basically, he's, yeah. it's his career basically. Well, his, nurses are great because they actually practically have to deal right. with illnesses on but he, on the front lines. He's right? actually a trainer. Not theory. Yeah, and he became a trainer then of nurses. Mm. So he taught nurses, right? So he's a teacher of nurses. But uh, and I, he's it's a good YouTube channel. If you want to check it out, Doctor John Campbell is the name of the YouTube channel. Uh, he and he's a funny guy because. <laughs> He's he's a no way conspiracy theorist, right? Because he had the whole in, in the background of his videos, he has the whole hands face space or, or the you know the different posters to to you know protect yourself. And most of his videos were all just looking at data. But he did a good job on looking at ivermectin. He looks objectively at a lot of these things, you know what I mean? And he's not he's not pro government. But there's you know he looked at vitamin D and he was pushing vitamin D a lot, telling people you know when when governments were saying nothing about vitamin D, he at least was saying look here. And he references studies all the time in his. Um, in the videos that, you know, actual legitimate studies that show the validity of what he's talking about. Uh -huh. And quite often it was counter to what the government was saying, or at least was filling in a big gap uh, in terms of something the government wasn't saying about how to protect people against these kind of viruses, right? So we just did one a few days ago on, and it's just in line with those other articles we just showed you. Uh, if you want to just throw it up there uh, to its um, Freedom of Information Revelation, and there's a new Freedom of Information request release from the United Kingdom that shows the number of deaths actually solely attributable to COVID may be way lower than anyone had thought. And if this data applies to the UK, I'm sure it applies to the United States, Canada, European countries, or all the other sort of what we might call advanced economy countries, it will also apply to, I would imagine. Now, it's, um, it's interesting. Let's look at it. Um, so here we have, uh, this is the 30th of March 2020 to the 7th of January 2022. In other words, this is basically from, this is the time of the pandemic when people have been dying up to the 7th of January. Office for National Statistics, obviously, it's a couple of weeks behind, but it's not bad. Uh, 127,400 and, uh, sorry, 127,704 excess deaths above the five-year average. Now, this is from a freedom of information request. Deaths from COVID-19 with no other underlying cause. So here we have deaths for 2020. So the total deaths where COVID-19 was the only cause of death on the death certificate. Therefore, we can assume that the people didn't have comorbidities. So that's for 2020. The total deaths was uh, 9,400. Uh, 0 to 64 was 1,549. Over 65s was 7,851. And actually, the average age, when we take all these together, for, for, for the whole figures of combined, the average age was about 81.5 years or, or, or thereabouts. Therefore, 2020 in the first three quarters of 2021, total deaths from COVID alone, uh, 17,371. Of this, uh, of this, 13,597 were 65 or over. Of this, 
17,371 that we're talking about, 3,774 were under 65. And the average age of death from COVID over the whole time in the UK is actually a bit higher than I thought. Average age of death in the UK from COVID-19 in 2021, so this is 2021 data, 82.5 years of age. So the average person that died. And, and arguably, yeah, the bottom line is far more than, um, far more than, 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 than pe people who actually had their lives cut short, let's say, by COVID. You know, there's only, like we saw, there's figures 9,000 in one year, 6,000 in another in the UK. That They are the people who, who you can, that's the numbers, 15,000 over the past 18 months, two years. You can, you can only reasonably claim is the number of people who had their lives cut short by COVID. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is, is tiny because you're talking about 15,000, 16,000 out of, like I said, in, you're talking about in the UK over that period of time, let's call it 18 months. You're talking about 750,000, 800,000 people who die in that period anyway. A lot of them, vast majority of them, yeah, still older people with one foot in the grave, as I said, but also a lot of people who die untimely deaths mm. from various different causes. And COVID is simply one more thing that contributed a very small number to that list of things that cause people to have untimely deaths or have mm -hmm. their lives cut short. Um, the, the thing is, this data is there and it's, yeah. it's, it's available and it's pretty much all in. Someone hopefully is maybe putting together a, a kind of a, a book, but I think it's going to be or some, some kind of disclosure on the whole thing. But, um, and it, it's still a bit too early, but I think maybe later this year, maybe next year, uh, you'll get somewhere. It won't be, again, it won't be shouted from the rooftops. It yeah. won't be it won't be publicized. It won't be, you know, people won't be encouraged to read it or anything like that. But I'm sure it'll be available that someone will provide a, a hard data analysis of it all. And the conclusion will be that uh, the virus was really nothing for people to get so worked up about. It was only dangerous to the people that the flu is dangerous to. And that lockdowns killed a vast, vastly more people than the virus ever did. But too late. It's done. I Google something else. Don't be Googling, Neil. I know, I know. Google's your... What is the life expectancy, I asked, in the UK? Average life expectancy. Yeah. As of 2019, it is 81.2 years. What did you say was the average age of death? 81.5. Higher than. So even the argument that COVID cut short those 15,000 lives is, is thin. Well, it depends. Nobody, nobody's looked at who those, with the breakdown in age group. Well, he did, he, did he say that? Yeah, okay, he did. Yeah, yeah, sure. So even the people that died fr strictly from COVID, even they were people who... Um, had average, have reached past the yeah, average age. I think someone else in that video, he says that because it's, they, they were elderly and had reached, were at or past the average life expectancy, I think in women, it cut... Short. Maybe women was lower. in women a little bit lower, but it cut short. It cut short uh, their life their life years. Their, their, it, the amount of time it took off their lives was about seven weeks. For men, it was none. So, yeah. So it's crazy, yeah, because I, I would have thought that the strictly from COVID thing would have been maybe weighted a bit more towards younger people and stuff, but apparently not. Apparently, it's still elderly. But again, elderly who are healthy, yeah, uh, and have and have had no expectation that they were going to kind of pop their clogs, let's say. Uh, 
and they did because of COVID alone. They had no comorbidities. But literally 95 plus percent of the, pop, of, of the people who died from COVID did not die from COVID. They died with COVID. They had multiple other comorbidities. They had very short life expectancy. They were going to die very soon anyway. Therefore, COVID did not kill them, clearly. Yeah. But those are the numbers we've been given over and over again and uh, that have been used to justify lockdowns and the restriction of you know, people's... Well, the... the, the the destruction of people, civil, li- civil liberties, and the ushering in of this kind of weird totalitarian, new eff- normal, effed up new normal. Yeah. So it's it's yeah that's that's where we're at anyway. I mean, I'm just tired of saying it to be honest. Like, I mean, I've said it so many times. We've said it so many times on so many different platforms, and so have many other people. But no one's listening. So no one cares. Well, not no one, but very few people care. So what do you do? It's still fun to talk about, fun in a kind of dystopian, weird, creepy, not really very fun way. But anyway. Well, it's, it's still fun. It's, just, it's interesting it's to interesting, see. interesting, let's see. I mean, <clears throat> to dig down and find out. It's almost like, it's like, I don't know, it's like searching for the God particle, you know, in quantum physics. And you look down and down and you see more and more space, you know, like, but where's the matter? <laughs> where's yeah. the substance of this thing? You know, the closer you look, the more horrifying it becomes because you're like, you really, really get to terms with the extent to which human psychology, expectations, programming, behavior is very supports all of this. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, it, there isn't. <clears throat> I mean, God knows those people who who went into SARS-CoV two doesn't exist, and there's no such thing as viruses. Mm. You know, had a kind of point in that. Yeah. When you look down at these things, you're like, it's ephemeral. Yeah, what is? What are we hanging all of this, yeah. all of these life-changing on decisions on? Yeah. But, yeah. well, you know, you don't have to say that something doesn't exist. If someone's masquerading as someone else, you unmask them. Mm-hmm. You don't say they don't exist. Yes. It's partly true to say that the person with the, with the mask on, that mask is not a representation of a real person and therefore that person doesn't exist. But there's a real person behind it. Just unmask them. Just point out what's actually going on. This person is pretending to be someone else. Uh, this information is yeah. pretending to be some other information. It's not actually what they claim it is. Uh, you don't have to turn around and say it's all false and none of it yeah. exists. You know what I mean? It's, it, you're not going to – it's not true and you're not – therefore you're not going to really yeah. get much of an audience. Uh, you're going to do damage to anybody who's trying to actually – Unmask. Actually unmask and yeah. find out what's actually going on. But um, yeah, it, the problem is that that data, all of it leads inexorably to a conclusion that the vast majority of people don't want to accept. It's inescapable, you know, and p- people don't want to hear it yeah. because they, it's not that they don't, don't like the data, they disagree with the data, they disagree or rather don't like where the data is going, the conclusion that the data leads into they don't like that conclusion therefore i don't like your data yeah no one likes to be taken for a fool they don't want to be no i'm talking here about the actual data that we would be presenting yeah people don't want to hear the kind of stuff that we've just laid out or that your guy um doctor whatever his name is campbell campbell was laying out you know i mean he does it in a very kind of passive uh, yeah. almost uh, detached way and he's oh, wonder what's going on here uh, and he just moves on but uh, he doesn't drawing conclusions, but obviously for anybody with two brain cells rubbing together, um, that the conclusion of, of, of an, an, a quick, a fairly brief analysis of objective data leads them, to a, leads them to somewhere that they don't want to go. 
and we know what that is. That the conclusion is that this was all done to one extent or another, deliberately, consciously. The government knew uh, that they were fudging numbers and they were doing it for an ulterior motive and therefore the government is not your best friend. That's what I was going to say, that people don't want to realise they were manipulated. Right. To this extent, anyway. They're happy to accept, you know, scandals on a yeah. piecemeal basis. But that Boris Johnson extent, was having parties, for example, that's yes, fine. Yes, that's an uproar in the UK. Mm. He really is or was about to lose his job. Yeah. The backbenchers, the kind of Tory but, powerhouses were like, should we fire him? But the people really are pissed, right. you know. But that they would do something so monstrous in that sense because it becomes monstrous when it when it's presented as as false as a, as a manipulation you know people they're happy to accept that politicians will do things for personal interests where they'll get their jollies or they'll they'll, they'll feather their own nests etc etc but the idea that they would have a, a very malicious or malign intention towards the population as a whole and do what they have done to people for disingenuous for 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 non-valid reasons that the reasons that they give for doing what they did to the population are not valid that presupposes a, well it, it just says that it's somewhere people can't go don't can't and won't go